This is Ryan from Waste Management, your 2016 Legacy Champ and the league's favorite trash talker. Did you know baby elephants are born weighing 250 pounds? They are the biggest babies on earth. Well, except for the rest of the teams in the Legacy League. You're listening to Big View Sports Fantasy Podcast. Dumps Ellis, keeping the dribble alive, going to bank. Fink on the roll, able to break contain. Ellis wrapping around. Fink able to strip the first man. Ellis gets around him. Fink looking in zone. Ellis catching and scoring. Welcome, everybody, to the Big View Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Big Joe, sitting next to oh, the man responsible for my first loss in the Legacy League this year, G-Funk. How are you doing today? I am doing amazing. How are you? Uh, not as well as you. Thank you to uh, Ryan Morbido for opening the show. We appreciate that. And we look forward to you guys opening the show for us throughout the year. Let me know if you want to get involved and we'll get that all set up. Before we jump into the quick three, I just want to add that our fantasy baseball season has come to an end. Uh, thanks again to Ryan Morbido. He beat us this past week. I'm not sure you knew this, but we missed the playoffs by 24 total points. That's four home runs. Ryan's a jerk. Yeah, Ryan's a jerk. But he did bring back the paddles for everybody who drafted remotely this week, and he gave me a little message. We'll be switching paddles next year, so get used to holding this. Let the heartbreak begin week seven from Waste Management. Oh, I think it started week one for you. Oh, the heartbreak has already started. Heartbreak Hotel here. All right, our quick three this week. Jumping right in from Matthew Betts. It's an injury tweet. Biggest injuries he's monitoring week two. Marlon Mack, Achilles, he's out for the year. Blake Jarwin, ACL. Look, uh, Love Bell's got a hamstring. He's on IR already. Uh, George Kittle's got a knee. Devonta Parker, a hamstring. Michael Thomas, an ankle. And Duke Johnson, an ankle. So keep an eye out on those. If you own one of those players, you want to make sure you're monitoring that. Anybody you're worried about in that bunch, Fink? Thomas, for me personally, since I have Emmanuel Sanders, that's the one I'm paying most attention to. But Devontae Parker looked really good last week before he got hurt. Really disheartening to see him go down. Number two comes from PFF underscore fantasy. The highest share of team running back rushing attempts in week number one. Number one on this list is going to surprise you. Mixon, 95. McCaffrey, 92. Elliott, 92. Jacobs, 86. And then there's one player who had 100% of his team's rushing attempts. You know who it is? No idea. James Robinson of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 100% of the team's attempts. Ugh. You always want to have the bell cow running back locked up, even if it is on a bad team. He's still getting all the carries. He'll get the goal line work. Um, hopefully he can catch some passes on that team because I don't see them trying to run out the clock real often this year. He needs to be owned. He might not be a guy you start week to week, but he definitely needs to be at least on your bench. And finally, the third quick three comes from J.J. Zacharyson at Late Round QB. Here is a look at each team's targeted positions offensively. So what team targeted the wide receiver the most last week? You got to guess? The Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions? No. <laughs> Feels like Carolina. The Carolina Panthers targeted the wide receiver 79.41%. Targeting the tight end the most, your Philadelphia Eagles with Ertz and Goddard. Makes a lot of sense right there. Fly, Eagles, fly. Who targeted the tight end the least? The Buffalo Bills. Just 6% of targets. They did have a drop touchdown pass though, right? Yeah, Dawson Knox. Yeah. And how about targeting the running back, the teams that targeted the running back the most? You should know this. Oh, it was Mostert. San Francisco 49ers, 45.45% of targets are to the running back. 3% of targets to the running back for the L.A. Chargers. Oh. Sorry, Austin Eckler owners. 
you can see at at late round QB for all of that. And that it rounds up our quick three. Now time to take a look at your stars of the week. End zone for Adams. He's got it. Touchdown Packers. Throws end zone. Touchdown Devontae Adams. Rodgers sideline. Devontae Adams right on target. He hauls it in for the catch. With a combined score of 69, the Green Bay stat is your star of the week. All right, G-Funk, your stars of the week, uh, you got a shit grin on your face because clearly you own them both. How do you feel about Rodgers and Adams now? Rodgers was not your QB to go into the season. No, originally. absolutely not. He ended up being my second QB drafted. It's just kind of how the uh, draft came to me. When he was there, I, I paid a little bit more for him than I probably should have on draft day, but it was to get this stack. It worked out pretty well for me, I'd say. So far, so good. Adams, Rogers, stack 70 points week number one. Well, don't worry. They're featured in the game of the week. And here it is. The game of the week is from the Legacy League, featuring the two biggest rivals and hosts of this very podcast, Heartbreak Hotel, taking on the Bubble Boys. Things were looking good early for Heartbreak Hotel. He's got a wide open lane and a Buffalo touchdown. Then on Sunday afternoon, the Bubble Boy sent a congratulations text to Heartbreak Hotel, starting the jinx and the comeback. Here's one. Deep down the sideline, that pass is caught. 75 yards. Bridgewater to Robbie Anderson. Garoppolo to throw. Mostert with an opening. Mostert's got great speed and nobody in front of him. Galloping in. 76 yard touchdown. A couple of 70-yard touchdowns gave the Bubble Boys a big lead, but Heartbreak Hotel had one last hope, Derrick Henry, on Monday Night Football against the Broncos. Now you can just give it to Henry. Here's Henry trying to break one free. No. I think the Broncos were ready for that. All right, guys, we did not want to make the game of the week our game, especially me. I did not want the game of the week to be uh, any game I lose, let alone the first show of the year be about us but well we we do this show for the people it's not for us it is definitely for the people but this game was for historic proportions the final score the bubble boys come out on top beating heartbreak hotel 151.6 to 141.8 to put that in perspective the next closest team was 129 so i would have beat them by a good 12 points there and you beat me by 10 adams 34 rogers 34 mostert 23 you jinxed me with your text what do you have to say for yourself i was actually looking at this more in depth earlier today Every single one of your starters, except one of them, exceeded expectations. They exceeded their projected point total. My team, a little over half of them did, but the ones that did really went off. I don't want to say I got lucky. I definitely took some uh, big swings, and, and I hit on them. You know, starting Robbie Anderson after picking him up off the trash pile, it's not something that necessarily everyone would do. But he came in for me in a big way, and uh, without him, I wouldn't have beat you this week. He's boomer bust, and he definitely boomed. So there it was, the game of the week. Heartbreak Hotel is officially 0-1, and the Bubble Boys 1-0. Now let's take a look at the Legacy League, and here are your scores. 
let's take a look at the scores in the Legacy League. Kyle came back on Monday night to beat Jeff, 129-118. Dave gave Corpy his first loss, 116-79. Kedzo got his first league win against Stort, 79-70. Morbido took down Greg, 116-92. Steve edged out Lynette, 100-94. And Fink had the high points this week, winning 151-141 over Heartbreak Hotel. All right, we already talked about it in the game of the week. I don't really want to talk about it too much more unless you have anything else to say. You got the weekly high points, Fink. You got the money in your pocket. The Bubble Boys, 1-0. Very impressive. You jinxed the hell out of me during the 1 o'clock games. Anything else? Eh, I'm just better than you. It's about time you know it. All right, the rest of the winners in your Legacy League, as you heard, Dave, Kyle, Kedzo, Steve, and Ryan. Impressive win for uh, Ryan. Put up, you know, over 100 points. More impressive, Kyle, with the Monday night comeback to beat Jeff, 129 to 118. Noah Fant and Darius Slayton got it done. Uh Kyle's 1-0, looking ahead to next week's matchup against Corby. That hurts so much so much I, I want jeff to do so well this year just because he had such a rough time last year and just to have that happen on monday night that's just that's a heartbreaker man looking ahead to next week i did just mention it my game of the week to watch next week is kyle taking on corpy kyle got the win and is one and oh but it's a rivalry week that we will see again in week 13 there's always going to be a little hatred between those two so i'm excited for that one what about you my game of the week next week is actually your game. Oh, stop um, it. The commission is going up against the buzzsaw, Dave, living on Hilaire. I'm owing to. We'll see, because Dave's got Austin Eckler on there. We, we got to see how he responds to last week. You had a big week this past week from Josh Allen. We'll have to see if he can actually pull that off again. I'm, I'm not so sure. But you do have a strong team up and down, so I'm really looking forward to this matchup. Samantha has Josh Allen in one of her leagues as well. He had those two fumbles, you know, so minus four. I was like, damn, he fumbled again, minus four points. You know what she said? Hmm. Well, at least he's out there willing to take those chances. She's willing to live with those fumbles. That he's willing go. to run the ball. That's right. So she's t- okay with it. I'm okay with it. Now let's go back to Samantha for the scores in the coast to coast. My husband got the win over my brother on Monday night, 121 to 109. Fink rolled team beers, 146 to 93. Duncan got his first coast to coast win with a 110 to 106 victory over Nick. Chafee picked up right where he left off, losing 84 to 147 to Capriati. And in a close one, Derg overcame team beers, 131 to 129. All right, that is your scores from your coast to coast dynasty keeper league. I did get the late win Monday night thanks to gordon and henry on monday night football but speaking of henry i think there's uh, only one thing most people want to hear on this podcast there was a trade made last week featuring the two of us i mentioned it on the week on the show about four weeks ago that you've been shopping derrick henry i have been and i've not been getting a lot well i had not been getting a lot of offers so you reached out to me with an offer and it was derrick henry and alan lazard for julio jones great offer very fair Of course, I wanted more, so I immediately responded with throw in Debo or CD instead of Lazard, and you got a deal. You sent me an offer with CD Lamb. I had accept as fast as possible. Trade was made. People got pissed. And the West Coast, yeah, they're very upset. We'll just keep it at that. The West (laughs) Coast is upset. So what do you have to say for yourself for this trade? Okay, guys, you're trying to tell me that having five great starting running backs is good. Of course. You can only start four. That fifth one is a big problem. Like the old saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks? Exactly. Okay. I had no reason to have that fifth running back on my team, no matter which one it was. I decided, out of all those running backs this year, I liked Derrick Henry 
second least. My least favorite was Aaron Jones, but I figured there was a bigger market for Derrick Henry out there, so that was the one I was going to try and move. My thought was, he had an awful lot of work last year, he's probably not going to get that much work this year, and he might get hurt. Let's try and move him. Where do I need to upgrade? Wide receiver. What do I want out of my wide receiver? I want stability. I want a big name. That means Julio. He's been one of the most stable guys in fantasy football the past five or six years. He's an automatic starter. So from my perspective, the trade was for me getting Julio and Aaron Jones in my starting lineup, and I traded away Jamison Crowder and Derrick Henry. But you didn't trade Jamison Crowder. You traded CeeDee Lamb. I did. This is a dynasty. CeeDee Lamb has a lot more upside. I think that's where the upset is. He does have more upside. You're, You're absolutely correct. But he is arguably the fourth option on his team. Right now, absolutely. You know, and we have seen a decent number of first-round wide receivers bust out in a bad way in the last few years. This guy hasn't played a game yet. CD doesn't have any track record. There's nothing there. And he wasn't going to start this year for me. If you look at my team, my team is built to win now. I need to win this year. I needed to improve my starters because your bench doesn't fucking matter. Your bench doesn't get you any goddamn points. So you need to improve your starters, guys. Well, you put up 146 points, beat your opponent by 50 last week, so it worked out pretty well for you. Yeah, I was happy with it. And now I'm set for the future at wide receiver, and I got a little bit of running back help for now. So I'm a contender this year, and I think I'm set for the long term, so I'm happy with it. My bench is garbage, but what do I care? I'm going after it this year. Yeah, you win it this year, and you're, you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. All right, elsewhere in the coast-to-coast league, uh, we have the Beers Bowl. It's Team Beers versus Team Beers. One of them's Ryan, one of them's Brandon. I don't know. I usually have to take a look at the roster. I don't think anybody knows. I think we should force them to change their names. I mean, one helmet's purple and one's green. We should just change their name in like two weeks from now if we don't hear from them. Oh, I like that. We'll just figure it out and we'll change it ourselves. What are we naming them? We'll take suggestions. we got time on that. All right. Do you have a game to watch next week in Coast to Coast? I do. The game I'm actually going to be keeping an eye on is the 08 Lions versus Cromartie's Child Care. Great name. It's a relatively evenly matched game with a projected total of 117 for the Lions versus 122 for Cromartie's. Really the most interesting part is which quarterback are the 08 Lions going to start? Are they going to start Deshaun Watson or are they going to go with Aaron Rodgers? It's a tough one next week, especially with Rodgers going up against, well, our Lions. We know how well he's done against them over the years. His revenge tour is in full effect after week one. We'll see if it keeps up. I I sure hope it does. (laughs) So let's take a look at the chopping block. The first team eliminated was the Hamtramck Fighting Pierogies. Put up 51.25 points, which is uh, pretty gosh darn awful if you ask me. On his bench, he had Cortland Sutton because of the injury. Yeah. He benched George Kittle because somebody told him the game was getting canceled due to the smoke. In his lineup, Odell Beckham did nothing. Connor was not much of a asset. Goff, James Robinson, Devin Singletary, Mike Gasicki, Allen Robinson, and Nicole Hardman. All on waivers. Now, full transparency, there was a small bit of an issue. I thought waivers were all going to run today. Players were not dropped till Tuesday morning, so those players from the Fighting Pierogies aren't going to run till Thursday morning. I'm going to try to fix that issue so they all run together next week. In the meantime, time we're still all on an even playing field so it is what it is we're gonna get it fixed well, it's our first time on this uh with this format on espn you know you can't expect it to go perfect yeah it went great on yahoo last year and i, sh- I should have just stayed on yahoo but i just prefer espn so that's what i switched it to and now i'm paying for it but we'll get you the updated totals on what was spent on those players soon and taking a look at some of the other leagues i have joined 20 free public leagues on espn because 20 because i'm an idiot did you do 20 drafts oh of course i did 20 drafts that's oh easy God. 
part. Ugh. The weekly record of my free leagues it was rough. Rough week for Heartbreak Hotel. <laughs> Seven and 13 in week number one. We'll do better in week number two. In my other leagues, well, Tony got cut in the chopping block in the BWO league. He beat me by four points on Monday Night Football thanks to Daniel Jones Ugh. because Rick cut Daniel Jones because he drafted three quarterbacks. Didn't need three. Cut Jones. Tony had Drew Locke as his starter. I would have won, but Daniel Jones is available. Tony beat me. Now let's see what we'll be watching from the couch in this weekend's watch. It kicks off on Thursday night with the Ohio Bowl at 8 o'clock on NFL Network as the Bengals visit the Browns. On Sunday in Detroit, we'll see the Lions take on the Packers on Fox and the Giants at Bears on CBS. At 4 o'clock, we can see the Chiefs visit the LA Chargers. Sunday night football features the Patriots at Seahawks and Monday night features the Saints at the Raiders. In college football, we have a triple header on ABC starting off at noon with Navy at Tulane. Then you have UCF at Georgia Tech and Saturday night 7.30 the U visits Louisville. Notre Dame fans flip over to USA at 2.30 on Saturday to see them host South Florida. In the NBA, Eastern Conference Finals are on ESPN on Thursday at 7 and Saturday at 8.30. And the Western Conference Finals on TNT Friday at 9 and Sunday at 7.30. On Sunday, we get three baseball games, including the Red Sox and Yankees at 1 o'clock on TBS. And then a doubleheader on ESPN starting with Giants and A's at 4. And then Twins visit the Cubs at 7. Those are the games to watch this weekend. Quick note in the NFL, you heard that we have the Lions against the Packers on Fox, and you get Bears-Giants on CBS. Kind of a weak lineup, so make sure you watch Red Zone. Ten games in the 1 o'clock slot for Red Zone, yes. so that'll be exciting. 4 o'clock slot, you got three games going yeah. on, so not as good, but I think the best one we actually won't be able to see, that is Houston against Baltimore, but we will get to see Chargers and Chiefs. My game of the weekend that I'm most excited for is the U, Saturday night visiting Louisville. College football is back it's pretty exciting this will be like the first big game i feel like in college football featuring two teams people care about so that's saturday at 7 30 on abc what about you fink uh well i am also going to pick a college game but it's about two teams that people generally do not care about navy midshipmen versus the green wave of tulane nothing like looking at some of that uh 1950s option offense coming out of navy i love it all right time for the call your shot portion of the show last week we gave some predictions i told you uh, watch out for ginnon not a huge week but 12 fantasy points i'm still holding on that that's going to come true you said gardner Minshew was going to be the quarterback to pick up off waivers i think that goes 19 for 20 three touchdowns Unreal. 19 for 23 touchdowns. So someone's going to be picking him up. He's going to be that waiver wire player that you want. Get ready to pay money if you're buying his stuff on eBay, folks. The price has gone up. Next week, predictions. We think that's going to happen. My prediction, I am going to go better than 500 in the 20 for 20. What a rough start, 7 and 13. We're going to get at least 11 (laughs) wins this weekend. Mine's actually kind of a negative sort of shot, which I don't really like doing because it's almost like wishing ill on people. But I really don't think Odell Beckham is going to have a good week. I think he scores less than five points this week. He had 10 targets on Sunday. That's a lot. That is. You know how many of those were catchable targets? Four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 10 targets, but it's actually four targets. So that's rough. Baker Mayfield. You're just chucking it his way and he's, hoping. He does not look good. He does not look rosterable at this time. He's not your starter. So if he's your backup, you can probably find Minshew on waivers. Yeah. Drop Baker Mayfield. No point to have him. 
Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to visit bigviewsports.net because we're nothing but net as the season continues on. I'll make sure I'll be updating plenty of stuff on there for the all three leagues that fall under the Big View Sports umbrella. Good luck to two guys from the Legacy League competing in the fantasy baseball playoffs. That is Dave McClucky and Ben Kedzo. They're both in the fantasy playoffs, so good luck to them. Hopefully one of them brings home the championship. Final notes from you? NFL Ohio Trash Bowl this weekend because Ohio is trash. Thanks for listening to the Big View Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you next week.